stop. So Micah Penix with the stop on the end around to Brody Jackson to start this second quarter. And it'll stay six yards from a first down for JF, but it feels more crucial now. Fourth down for Jefferson Forest coming up. Timeout Cavaliers. They want to discuss it. We'll figure out what they draw up. 11.37 to go in the opening quarter. 14-7 Brookville on top of JF. Poor reaction time, can't see straight, endless financial mess. Apple Auto Glass knows cracks in your windshield lead to serious problems for you and everyone on the roads. So bring your car to Apple Auto Glass as soon as you see the crack. Apple Auto Glass is still locally owned on Allegheny Avenue in Lynchburg, so you'll speak with Harold, not Mystery Man from an 800 number. They'll handle insurance claims too. Apple Auto Glass, your local shop ensuring fast solutions to your windshield crack problems. You're listening to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football on 100.9 WIUO. Jefferson Forest out of the timeout on fourth down and six. Ball left hash mark. Bell drops back, has enough time, fires across the middle of the field and incomplete. He was looking for Colt Childers around the 33, but it was a little too wide. The angle wasn't favorable. The ball sails out of bounds. Childers couldn't break back in time, and it's incomplete, and Brookville takes over, and so to speak, it felt like they dodged one there, Coach, as Brookville gets the ball back at their own 40, up 14 to 7, and a half minute into this second quarter. Well, again, Coach Cruz being very, very aggressive right there, and he, I guess he's, he feels like he's got nothing to lose, but but they had the right play call. I mean, that receiver was wide open. That defender was bit and was going backwards, and he was wide open, and it was a misthrow by Bell that caused that uh, misplay. Five-man front, give over off the left side, stopping. Byer breaks one tackle at the 40, and now he carries another to the 42. The flag comes down in the neighborhood of Hold, right around the original line of scrimmage. And this Brookville O-line, which was looking dominant in the first two drives, has hit some roadblocks more recently. I tell you, the Brookville Bees right here are, are allowing themselves to be hurt. There may another holding call. That one is behind the line of scrimmage. So when you mark that off, it's going to even be a bigger loss for them. And again, those are the things that need to happen for JF right now. I mean, obviously on paper, experience, winning factors, Brookville as a dominant team against the uh, Cavaliers. It's been a, been a while since the Cavaliers have had a chance to beat the Bees. And, and so these kind of things need to happen to help JF. Brookville has self-destructed their last couple of drives. They've had penalties. They had the high snap third drive of the game. They're on their fifth now. And a holding penalty at the 35 put them back to the 25. This time it'll be first down and 25. McDaniel drops back, sees an opening on the right side, believes he's got a man and it's incomplete. Looking on the far side for his intended receiver, Preston, but lockstep with them, it looked like Colt Childers, who was able to come back in and make that play. He did a great job reading the ball, and it sets up second and 25 for Brookville. Yeah, they went they went deep right there. It was really nothing more than a go route, and the throw wasn't that bad. It looked like the receiver had a chance for it, but the fact that the defender was there and, and caused some confusion was able to help break that up a little bit. Otherwise, it could have been a big play. But now, again, now we're in second long. Again, the defense needs to dial up something big to happen right here against this Bees. 41 seconds into the second quarter. Brookville 14, Jefferson Forest 7. Ball near the right, left hash mark. Brookville going right to left. Screen play, give the white law, breaks the tackle 25 up past the 30 to the 35. And now a flag comes in. And this looked like it was a late hit against Jefferson Forest. Now extra flags come in as Brookville and JF players skirmish. And this one looks like it's going to go against JF. It looked like Whitelaw got out of bounds and a Cavalier defender either couldn't stop his momentum or just kept going into Whitelaw out of bounds in front of the JF bench. And the referees obviously were right there as well to throw a couple of yellow handkerchiefs. And it might bail Brookville out from that holding penalty. We'll see what the officials say. Well, again, they ran a they ran a good little screen play right there. They had a chance for uh, some big yardage right there, and he just got squeezed it out of bounds, and the defender came over and hit him out of bounds again. Those are the type of mistakes you cannot be making uh, and give momentum back to the bees right there. But that screen play was well designed. They had some of the blocks right there, 
and a good job defensively trying to adjust to that screenplay on that last series. A lot of ones on that clock. 11-11 to go in the second quarter. And maybe another one is in first down for Brookville, as it will be a personal foul late hit against Jefferson Forest, which will give Brookville a first down. Not the way you would want to give up a first down. And it's ironic, too, because it goes from the 25 up to the four, excuse me, the 35 up to the 50 yard line. But more importantly, it wipes out the advantage of that penalty, which had Brookville at second down and 25. And they were only set to get back to about third and 15 before the late hit penalty just added all that penalty yardage and more importantly, reset the downs for Brookville. So each team has had their fair share of miscues, probably a little more for JF, which is why Brookville has the early 14 to 7 advantage. Will they capitalize or will JF's defense stand tough as they have lately? Three receivers set, direct snap to, pen, to fire, breaks a tackle in the backfield, past the 50 into JF territory, bouncing out to the right sideline at the 45, and he's ushered into the Brookville bench at the 43, gains seven, second down and three on the way for the Beats. Well, I tell you what, what Brookville's trying to do, they're trying to get the advantage based off formation right there. They're, they have the tight end, they have the, the uh, one of the up backs, uh, off the wing right there, and then they're going ahead and they're, they got two receiver side over there. I mean, you're just flooding the right side right there, and they're just running the uh, the, the the run with the uh, running back taking a direct snap and going right into the to the power of the blocking. This time it's McDaniel. He'll give it off to Fire. Breaks a tackle at the 40. Inside there, down to the 36. Michael Fire gains about eight, and it's enough for a first. Excuse me, gains about six, but it's enough for a first down. Well, again, what's happened now is they've given some momentum back to the bees right there. They missed it on the fourth down right there, and then they have the personal penalty. All of a sudden, a lot of the momentum they had in positive that was happening for them is now going back towards the bees in this drive right here. Big first down run right there. And again, the defense needs to step up right here. Those linebackers have to be able to get to the ball. This time a snap pitch to the left side. Whitelaw has it, 35, slips out of two tackles there. And finally crushed in the open field by Devin Parks at about the 33. It's still a solid gain of about four, four and a half yards. As Big Calkins on the stop, we'll call it second and five coming up for Brookville, who has a 14-7 lead at JF, 9.45 to go first half. Yeah, and again, good job right there being able to try to go ahead and secure the corner right now. They've been doing a good job keeping the bees from getting their speed and getting on the edge, and that time he had to do a cutback, and luckily some of the flow was still there, was able to tackle him, and even though it was some good yardage, it was a really good job defensively shutting down the sweep. Referees blow their whistle, a timeout. Brookville takes it, so we'll join them in that with 9.25 left in the first half. Brookville 14, JF 7 on this Big Boys Guns timeout, reminding you, you want to own a gun or you do own one? It never is a bad idea to take a timeout for responsible ownership lessons and refreshers. Big Boys Guns, Route 460 East of Roanoke on in Blue Ridge. What's better than game night? Game night with your tailgate favorites from Express Lane Deli. Enjoy a hometown classic with Moore's Original Hot Dogs, now available at all Express Lane locations. Feeding a crowd? Pick up Express Lane's famous fried chicken, just $1.09 a piece for orders over 32 pieces, and serve it up with a wide variety of Express Lane's hometown sides. Game nights are better when you get your meals from Express Lane's. You're listening to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football on 100.9 WIUO. 14-7, Brookville on top of JF. Can they build on their lead? They have a snap coming up on second down and five from the Cavalier 32. This time, McDaniel, QB run, right side, first down, 25-20. Inside the 10, he's ushered out with authority, but it's in the three-yard line, and Brookville is now knocking on the door in the deep red zone. A 29-yard run from Drake McDaniel, a designed QB run all the way, and the right side of the Brookville offensive line flexing, and they're in position to take advantage of that crucial JF penalty a few plays ago. Yeah, defense... Defensively, they're just not adjusting right there. They're trying to move the, some of those defensive linemen around to try to offset the uh, formations of Brookville Bees right there. And that time, 
The defensive end was trying to switch sides right there, and he wasn't even set by the time the ball was snapped, and that's exactly where they ran the ball. Shotgun snap, or rather up under center snap from McDaniel, give to Whitelaw. Patiently waiting for an opening to emerge. There's not much of one. He just follows the uh, backside of the left guard and left tackle and literally just falls down around the three and uses the size advantage of left guard Jalen Pinnell and left tackle Andrew Cole, which is enough to have a minor amount of positive yardage and set up second and goal. Yeah, for JF right here, they're basically in a, they need to be in a, in a hard goal line, goal line defense right here, try to cover up all these linemen, see if they can get their linebackers to be able to free run to the ball right here um, and try to stop this right now in this red zone. Working clock approaching eight and a half to go in the first half. This time a shotgun snap from McDaniel. He'll take it. Now he goes off the right side, slips out of a backside tackle, and he's into the end zone. But a flag comes in in the neighborhood of a hold. And now Drake McDaniel may not get that touchdown despite the horns blaring on the Brookville sideline that you can hear in the distance there on the far side. Well, I tell you what, they've, they're using their personnel right there that time. Yep. Obviously, reporting eligible was one of the uh, one of their second second tier linemen, number fifty five. He was actually the tight end, and they put him in a shuffle motion to move him across the formation to give them uh, an unbalanced line, and they're trying to overpower the one side, but it caught up with him right there with another holding penalty. So it'll be second down and goal from the eleven now for Brookville as the holding penalty wipes out the touchdown and puts them a little further back. McDaniel works out of the shotgun. Michael Vire, the right, the back to his right. McDaniel, design QB run, stops at the 10, sees an opening, knifes his way down to about the five, and then he's hit right there. They'll say at the six, and another flag comes in. This time it's on the right side of the line at the 10. Is it another hole coming up on Brookville? It is, no, it's a chop block, which is actually even worse for Brookville. A hold is a 10-yard penalty, but a chop block, if that's what the referees signal, and initially they have that would be a 15 yard penalty the referee signal chop block now they wait and now they appear to be picking it up and we'll just wait because the referees are conferring with this yeah but again brookville keeps coming back to that same play right there they're they're just moving that they're having shuffle motion with the uh eligible linemen and then they're just trying to overpower that right side by formation. Brookville went back to the original line of scrimmage like there was no penalty. Now they're going back like there is. The referees are waiting to actually give a signal. We're waiting for that as well. So that, okay, they called a chop block against the defense right there. And it is a chop block on the defense, which is a very uncharacteristic call. So – JF wants a timeout. They'll spend their second one. 8.25 to go. It once been a bit of a choppy second quarter. Brookville knocking on the door up 14 to 7. And injured in an accident? Know that Trost Law is in your corner, ready to take some of the burden off of your shoulders. We take your case as personally as you do, and we always treat you as more than just a file. We treat you as a human being we're here to protect. I'm Randy Trost. If you've been injured as a result of someone else's negligence, call the Trost Law Group at 777-HURT. That's 777-H-U-R-T. And put us to work for you. You're listening to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football on 100.9 WIQO. Jefferson Forrest spins a timeout. There was a chop block call, so now Brookville has got it. Second down and goal at the three. Yes, it was a chop block called on JF, and the only way that can really work on a defense is if you've got one defensive lineman, theoretically, holding up an offensive lineman or one defender holding up the offensive player and someone else comes in to try to undercut or prevent that player from disengaging in the block and getting downfield for another block you rarely see one like that call yeah that's that's pretty rare right there especially to go against the defense uh but it does does give brookville a good position right here now they're inside the five with a redown second down and goal mcdaniel to operate from under center this time it's a give buyer off the left side breaks two tackles and he's in at the l and cavaliers into the impact church end zone for a touchdown 20 to 7 brookville extends that lead 
back almost to two full touchdowns and extra points. 8.21 to go, first half. Yeah, they ran that exact same play they've been running. They just went ahead, and this time they shuffled the uh, the lineman tight end motion back to the left side and had that over unbalanced and went ahead and just direct snapped and let him run it right off tackle into the end zone. Lining up for the extra point. Snap is coming, and this time the kick is on the way, and it's blocked. Blocked by JF, took by a bad snap. And so it's 20 to nothing, 20 to 7. Brookville stays at 13 at Jefferson Forest. 8.20 to go here in the first half. We come back after this on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. You might know that State Farm agent Paul Minchiner has great service. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates too? Yep, that's right. Along with good neighbor service, State Farm agent Paul Minchner has surprisingly great rates for everyone in Bedford. So call State Farm agent Paul Minchner at 540-707-4800 for your surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. Before you visit Big Boys Guns, shop BigBoysGuns.com. They can't stock everything at Big Boys Guns on Route 460 just east of Roanoke, so they offer you access to over 10,000 items on a live inventory feed updated every 15 minutes at BigBoysGuns.com. All orders ship to the store for paperwork and pickup. Don't call or drive all over looking for what you want. Don't stress over back orders and delayed shipping. Just shop and order now at BigBoysGuns.com and use the promo code SUMMERHEAT through September 21st for a special discount at checkout. You're listening to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football on 100.9 WIUO. Devin Stickle with a squib kick, but it's all blown dead by the officials. As it looks like there's going to be a start penalty going too soon on kick return coverage on Brookville. A little baffling here, Coach. 20-7, to Brookville on top of Jefferson Forest. Some of these mistakes have been the emotional kind, and Brookville and JF have each had one, and it's each resulted in a fairly costly outcome. Uh, but some of these have just been kind of sloppy mistakes you normally expect to be out of your system by the time you get into this portion of the season. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're far enough along. Some of these things should be worked out, and again – you know, when you get when you get high emotions, you get into a big rivalry game. You know, again, a lot of times, if you're not careful, your emotions take over. But there's still a lot of technical things, like right there. You know, offsides on a kickoff. I mean, that by this point, you should have the timing down, and those things should not be happening. Twenty to seven, eight twenty-one to go in the second quarter. Brookville kicking off after the touchdown gave them an almost full two touchdown lead. This time it's a kick, dropping back, shoulders, fielding it around the 22 from the left hash to the right side, 35-40, opening past midfield in Brookville territory. He's hit around the 42 and ridden out of bounds of the 38, and here we go. Flags come flying in, three separate flags, one and then two more after that as Brookville and JF players are shoving, words were probably exchanged, and this seems to have the makings, Coach, of your uh, typical – Offsetting unsportsmanlike conduct penalties where the referees will take a good five minutes to sort it out and warn both benches and coaching staffs of who might have been the most guilty there. Yeah, yeah, there's a there's a lot, a lot of pushing right there. And, and you know, again, it's hard to tell. I mean, those officials really need to hopefully be seeing what's going on right there because uh, this 15 yards right here is going to be a big factor, whoever it comes up against. And, again, we're going to see more and more, you know, we – we should have made a bet on how many personal fouls we were going to see tonight because we're already up to about, this is what, number four, number three or number four, I think. Yeah, you know, we should have been smart enough to have come up with that and not to predict gloom and doom. But look, these are rivalry games. We know the emotions can get high in some of them for these type of rivalries. And Brookville JF fits that description, much like Heritage and EC Glass and our own Trey Lyle will have you updated on that. Uh, when we come back. Meanwhile, offsetting not shockingly, personal it's personal fouls offsetting. They don't go the unsportsmanlike conduct win. route. That may be a generous reprieve from the officials. And the reason being, personal fouls don't count against your status to stay in the game. Whereas if you get offsetting unsportsmanlike conducts on players, they're one away from being booted out of the game if another one happens to them. 
Yeah, so there's exactly. a little wiggle room here with that. Yeah, exactly right there. And again, that when you when you do the offsetting thing right there, the other thing I think I'm saying a little bit of is you don't know who initiated it. You know, both teams were guilty, but you don't know maybe who initiated. So both of them kind of get that call against them. Can Jefferson Forest capitalize on great field position? They've had a couple of instances tonight. They've done it once. Alex Marsteller with a touchdown run from 14 yards out, their only score. They missed another chance starting their first drive of the game at their own 40. This time it's at the Brookville 40 going left to right here in the second quarter. This time it's a give Marsteller hit backfield. And Brookville slides and falls on it at the 40-yard line again. It's the same 40-yard line where the first fumble came. And this might be a hex spot you would feel if you're Jefferson Forrest because right now it, it, Brookville has played a little cleaner, a little better, a little more physical, and they're a little bit more ahead, 20-7 to 7 on the scoreboard. But JF could be closer if it wasn't Rumble for the self-inflicted mistakes. Yeah, again, this is, this is another crucial error right here. You, you cannot – give Brookville any type of advantage. And now that you have coughed the ball up twice, turned it over on downs, I mean, those are things that cannot happen if you want to have any chance of winning these football games against a better team. JF's defense has been tougher lately. They've shown at times they can move the ball, but we're seeing the difference right now in programs. JF is learning how to win. Brookville has a much firmer grasp on it as McDaniel drops back on first and 10, feels the rush, evades it, steps up in the pocket, now stays on his feet, turns a negative play into a positive as he gets to the 46, and he's pushed out of bounds there, and now flags. Do they come in or not? There's a lot of pushing and shoving. Referees keeping those yellow handkerchiefs in their pocket, but it's going to be a gain of what we'll say six as Brookville needs to get to the JF 49. They get to their own 47. Well, I tell you, the good thing is, you know, McDaniel can scramble right there. He he had nobody open, and he was able to scramble around, maybe break a tackle or two there in the pocket and move around enough to be he was able to then turn it up and make a big seven-yard run out of nothing. Drake McDaniel at quarterback, and he's got a fairly large backfield with Whitelaw, the deep back, who will get it off the right side, cuts back to the left, breaks a tackle. No, he does not. Slung down, he does get a first down, but Brody Jackson with an excellent open field tackle. He grabs onto the jersey, the top of the jersey, right around the shoulder pads of Whitelaw and just slung him down to the ground. And that's big because if he lets go, Whitelaw had great balance there and was going to be off to the races. Yeah, that was, that was a touchdown. That was a gay, that was a touchdown saving tackle for sure. He was able to get enough jersey that he was able to hold on and be able to fling him down because if he didn't make that tackle, he was off to the races for the touchdown for sure. And it's already a 13-point margin in favor of Brookville, and now they have gotten into JF territory once again. Two receivers to the wide right side. Shotgun snap, design QB run. McDaniel stops, turns the corner, 45 at the 40, and a flag comes in. And it's in the neighborhood of a hole. It's looked like a referee down the field sees it. Quick to single hole, and now another flag in the neighborhood of pushing and shoving. Wow, this, this, I tell you, the officials are really having a tough time right now because this game has really gotten a little bit out of control. You got It looks like you got the hold by Brookville. And then after that, again, we had another scuffle over there on the B sideline this time, and another flag comes out. So this has really gotten tough. The officials have to get this under control as soon as possible. Well, and if you're going to do that, you kind of wonder now, Coach, if the officials switch from personal fouls to unsportsmanlike conduct, even if it's the first one and players are on, you know, one away instead of two away from the ejection, do you intensify that penalty just to get the effect across to the coaches and more importantly, it's their job to get it to their teams as both these teams have been very aggressive after the snap and the whistles have blown. Yeah. Again, it's just um, a lot of things going on right now and officials having a hard time keeping up. And that's a costly personal foul on JF because it's a hold on Brookville and then a personal foul on Jefferson forest. And so the referees assess it right now. It was set to be Brookville ball at the 48-yard line on first down. The referees say Brookville gets down to the 40, and this is where it gets quirky in high school. In the college and pro games, 
they're just offsetting and you repeat the down of those type of penalties, but not here. Instead, they're offsetting, but somehow because one was in the play and one was after, it just gives Brookville a second down and two. Snapped this time, and a handoff. Byer hitting the backfield. Ball pops out. And three Cavaliers converge on it. As a great job for Jefferson Forrest. And it's Devin Parks. Jarred the ball loose. He kept it away from Byer and forced the fumble. Hawkins on the tackle as well. Both of them combining to force that fumble, and JF gets the ball back. Yeah, well, uh, JF needed that to come back. Now, they they have given the ball over as a couple Christmas gifts twice already, and now Brookville returns the favor, which which JF really needed right now. Puts them in good field position, gives them a little momentum here. They have to do something offensively. Cavaliers with two receivers. Childers to the wide left, Jackson wide to the right. Ball middle of the field, JF at their own 46. Snap, play fake, Bell fires across, Jackson 45, breaks a tackle 40, stays on his feet inside the 30, carries defenders inside the 15, still on his feet inside the 10-yard line between the right hash and the right numbers. He's brought down at the yellow line where the soccer box starts just inside the 10-yard line. And a huge play as Josiah Bell finds Brody Jackson to set up first and goal on the first down, presented by Nadine Blakely, realtor with Remax. Well, I tell you what, that right there is something that JF has not had those first couple games, a kind of an explosive speed guy. And Brody Jackson coming off of being injured right now is that guy for them right there. And he showed it on that slant. He got inside the corner. He made a perfect catch. And he almost took it to the house himself. Some game-breaking speed for this Cavalier offense. Now trying to get everybody lined up is Josiah Bell, the quarterback. He looks like he wants to give it to Ethan Boone. Does. Doesn't matter. Ball pops out. Brookville has it at the 12. And JF had it. There was a fumble exchange as Bell was trying to get it to Ethan Boone. And Brookville recovers. And just like that, Brookville gets it back. And we've seen... Fumble, fumble, and fumble on the last three drives of the game. And we still have 6.25 to go in the second quarter. Brookville still leads 20-7, to and it's a combination of missed opportunities for JF. They've had two of those three fumbles. But even more so, there's just the uncharacteristic sloppy play this late into the season. Yeah, we. I don't understand what's going on in the backfield right there. That time, Marsteller wasn't even in the, in the game. It was, it was the number 20 right there. And they were just not on the same page. I don't know what they're trying to read, what type of mesh point they're doing, but it is not looking good. Brookville trying to get someone off the field, one of the linemen, and they're going into a jumbo look. And this may be to try to calm things down with a handoff to Byer. They do. And he slices off a left tackle up to, we'll call it about the 14. It's only a gain of one, but you're kind of curious. I mean, obviously, Brookville wants first downs presented by Nadine Blakely. Realtor with Remax, and they don't want a turnover. So JF has a short field to the impact church end zone. But if you're Brookville, do you go back to the ground game that worked so well on the opening drive? And also, do you do it to try to settle your team down in what's clearly been a spirited second quarter? Yeah, this second quarter has been all over the map. I mean, this has been crazy back and forth momentum, all kinds of penalties, personal fouls, turnovers. I mean, this, everything you can think of has been happening in the second quarter right now. And and both of these coaches do need to get their team settled down and just play good, solid, fundamental football. One receiver to each side. Snap, McDaniel, quick throw, far side, and incomplete. He threw it over to the far side, and it looked like David Schmidt, the junior wideout, wasn't quite ready for the ball to come. He came out of his break, and the ball was there, which is an advanced passing concept. When you get to the college, and especially the pro game, you want that ball there when you come out of the break because of the timing, but Schmidt didn't seem to be ready for it, and so it's incomplete and it sets up third and nine. Yeah, I definitely think the receiver was not ready for that. It was just basically a quick stick route. He took about two or three steps, was going to turn around, and the ball was already coming, but he was not ready to catch it. 5.30 to go, stagnant clock in the second quarter. Brookville, a 20-7 to lead in the second, a third down snap. This time... Byer on the halfback option pass, trying to throw it down the right side of the field. Has a man open and dropped. Dropped over on the far side. David Schmidt, his name is called again. 
And Schmidt's had a rough last couple of drives. And there's also a flag down at the 15 in what's in the neighborhood of a hold. We'll see what this call is. If it's that, JF probably declines and forces the punt. Well, I tell you what, we haven't seen that in a long time, the old, the old halfback pass. It's been a while since we've seen that. And he was wide open. The throw was actually really decent. And it just hit off his hands. He couldn't pull it in. It was a great throw by Michael Byer, the running back and the senior with the glove on his hand, no less, keeping it on that hand to disguise the potential of a and run pass. And it was an illegal man downfield, obviously. That penalty has declined. And so Brookville punts it away. 5.22 to go before halftime, 20 to 7 to score. And whistles come blowing in again. Yeah, great. Hey. JF come right off of that turnover and was able to defensively play some pretty good defense right there. They got Again, they got some help on some drop passes right there, but they're going to have a chance to get the ball back. Low snap ball is picked up, and it's blocked, but flags come in, whistles blow. So before it could come, whistle whistles blow. May have occurred before that play began. A flag is down. And there's a flag down in the neighborhood of a roughing the punter. I don't know how you would call that if the play was blown dead, but the whistles came so late the ball was snapped. And JF players seem to be furious right now. As you can see, a couple of them very upset. You're wondering whether they're upset because of a penalty, which would give Brookville a first down, or maybe it's just upset because of the late whistles that came in this has been a very clunky officiated game and this is not to say the officials have favored one team or the other because generally speaking if you're coach john meeks of brookville or jt cruz of jf and both of them have a pretty good working relationship previously so there's not a rivalry between the staffs but i think you probably could both agree they'd like a little more consistency out of the zebras the yellow and the red and white striped folks out on the field yeah, well, I tell you, there were so many issues on that. The snap was low. The punter went down to his knee. I thought potentially they were going to blow it down because his knee was down when he got the ball, but the referee let him play. He got up to punt it, uh, and then about the same time, the uh, JF defender come flying in and made contact, but the question was, did he touch the ball or not touch the ball because that's what, what the issue is. Well, it looked like if even if the play was blown dead, it looked like JF's blockers even though they shouldn't have been coming in to block the punt if it was blown dead it looked like they got the ball because the ball was snapped and it was a muffed field of the snap it was a little bit off kilter the snap itself and then it was a block and now the referees are just giving the ball to jf so so here, here's what they ruled they ruled the punter down and then they ruled a personal foul for the jf guy hitting the punter after he was down, but the question was, was, was there a whistle that was blown? It it's seemed crazy. like the whistle was blown as the players were going into the punter. This is a peculiar call. I mean, if you're JF, you'll take it. You'd rather have the ball back at the three as opposed to the 18 of Brookville. Deep red zone, you would prefer to the shallow red zone where they are now, but it is JF ball. My only question on that is if it's enough to block the punt, doesn't that rule it dead for knocking the punter? But... The question that is, of course, if you rule the punter down, you know, I guess it's a technicality, and I did it to a degree, but yeah, eh. Well, I tell you what, the officials tonight are deep, deep into a lot of controversial calls, and things are just keep getting crazier the longer this game goes on. They could use a halftime break for sure. Five twenty to go before that snap. Give more stellar. Holds the ball tightly and goes off the right side of the line down to the 16 of Brookville. He gains two, second and eight on the way. Well, hey, the good thing right there is they got the snap off. They got the handoff off without any penalties right there. And the thing is right now, I mean, Brookville knows, you know, that they're going to put a lot of guys in the box right here to try to stop this run, but – that, that pass play is what really opened up some of the things that they're going to try to do now. Jackson wide to the left, shoulders wide to the right. Marsteller, play fake. Bell, fake snap, tries to get out of it, and he's hit at the 25-yard line. Bell so he goes backwards, and Brookville's defense converges on Josiah Bell at quarterback. The sack will be a loss of about nine, we'll say. Yeah, and, and they were coming back to the same play they, they threw there a minute ago. They were trying to do the play-action slant right there, and they were trying to get the ball uh, over to Brody Jackson again in that slant. 
and he potentially was open, but uh, there wasn't enough time for Bell to throw that slant on that play. Eight-yard loss right there, and so now it's third and long coming up for Jefferson Forrest. They'll snap it at the 25. They need to get inside the 10 down to the 8. Less than ideal circumstances for Jefferson Forrest. Shotgun snap coming this time. It's Bell. Give to Marsteller. Breaks the tackle. 25-20. Sees a seam at the 15. And it's enough for him to dive down to about the 10. It's not quite a first down presented by Nadine Blakely, Realtor with Remax. But now it's much more feasible for Jefferson Forrest to go for it. They're just two yards away from the first down presented by Nadine Blakely, Realtor with Remax, the number one agent for Remax in the Commonwealth of Virginia. And they're 10 yards away from the impact church end zone. Well, again, again, the reason they're going for a touchdown here instead of a field goal is Coach Cruz knows that field goals are not going to win this football game for him. He's got to get a first down and score touchdowns. The flow of the game dictates that. Shotgun snap coming from Josiah Bell. Shoulders in motion right to left. And what do you know? Flags come flying in. Look like a full start it is on Jefferson Forest. And couldn't quite tell if in shoulders motion, he went right to left and cut up. You can't do that. You go side to side, but the moment you go up, that becomes a false start or an illegal shift. That's not allowed. So the referees just blow it dead right there, and it goes from fourth and two at the 10 to fourth and seven at the 15. Ball on the right hash mark of Fort Jefferson Forest. And now they are going to attempt a field goal. just seems a little longer away. Jefferson Forrest has had pretty good success with these kicks. Snap down. This kick is on the way. It's up. It is high. But McClendon's kick goes wide to the left. left. No good. As McClendon's kick goes wide to the left, 32 yarder. He's now two for three on the year. 255 to go before halftime. We'll take a quick timeout and come back and reassess 20 to 7 Brookville on top of JF. You're listening to Jefferson Forrest Cavalier Football on Virginia's talk station, WIQO Forest. 100.9 FM. At our house, fall is a busy time. School's back, running kids to practice. It's a lot to keep up with. That's why we love Perry and Woolwine Family Dentistry. They're family-owned and family-focused, specializing in general and family dentistry with unique skills for restorative dentistry when, well, the unexpected happens. They took care of me as a kid. Now they're taking care of me and my kids. Perry and Woolwine Family Dentistry, 2229 Mural Road, Lynchburg. You're listening to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football on 100.9 WIQO. Jordan Whitelaw showing his evasiveness and burst as he evaded a Jefferson Forest defender on that first and 10 play from the 20. He evaded the defender around the 23, then burst around the 27 and got up to the 37 for a Brookville first down. Now McDaniel, the quarterback keeper off the right side of the line, gets about three to four yards. He's wrestled down. A leg tackle, spinning him down around the 41, gains four. And with 2.25 left in the second quarter, Brookville is moving, albeit still shy of midfield. They do have a 20-7 to advantage on Jefferson Forrest, who will get the ball to start the second half. Yeah, a little, little misdirection right there, a little, little fake to the running back coming across the motion. The quarterback kept it. Went ahead and pulled a couple linemen. You got a kick out. You got a wrap lineman right there. And if linebackers, you, you need to be able to read that. You need to read the line's pull on that, see where the ball's going. This time the snap and a give to Vire, and he sheds a tackler on the 45-50 inside JF territory, 40-35-30. Stayed on his feet beyond that, but he was shoved out of bounds right around the 30. The referees will say it is the 24-yard line. Yes, 24, and he's pushed out of bounds there. That's where JF will... Brookville will start JF, an injured Cavalier, down on the field. So we'll take a timeout and assess with 2.17 to go. And Brookville trying to build on this 20-7 to 7 advantage 
just before halftime. When looking around the neighborhoods at Homes for Sale, one name always pops up, Nadine Blakely. Looking to buy or sell? Call Nadine. Nadine Blakely, realtor with Remax, was the top 100 producer in the USA among all Remax agents, coming in at number 87. And Nadine was the top residential producer in the entire Lynchburg area. Nadine also has a proven track record of serving our community, giving back to our schools and charities. Whether you're buying or selling, call Nadine Blakely at 434-444-2226 and visit Nadine Blakely Home. You're listening to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football on 100.9 WIQO. Before you visit Big Boys Guns, shop BigBoysGuns.com. They can't stock everything at Big Boys Guns on Route 460 just east of Roanoke, so they offer you access to over 10,000 items on a live inventory feed updated every 15 minutes at BigBoysGuns.com. All orders ship to the store for paperwork and pickup. Don't call or drive all over looking for what you want. Don't stress over back orders and delayed shipping. Just shop and order now at BigBoysGuns.com and use the promo code SUMMERHEAT through September 21st for a special discount at checkout. You're listening to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football on 100.9 WIQO. Some more technical difficulties for you as our current scores are approaching halftime is 22-7 here. As uh, we're back in the WIQO studios, Trey Lyle here with you. Uh, update you on some scores across the area right now while we wait to get reconnected Back at the field with Ed Lane Heritage currently up at halftime over EC Glass. Oh, that that score as I mentioned at the half. We're gonna take another time out here. Uh, you're listening to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football on 100.9 WIQO. It's a new era in Blacksburg. Hokie Nation, please welcome your new coach, Coach Brent Price. With the new era comes the return of a familiar voice to the airways. He stops. He looks back to the right side. Still looking. Tyron waiting. So two more runs for the Brookville Bees. Have them down inside the five-yard line as we work through those technical difficulties. And Brookville's got it first down and goal with a buck 53 to go in this second quarter. We're inside two minutes to go. And a reminder, life doesn't give you a two-minute warning. That's why you need a life insurance policy from State Farm Agent Paul Minchner in Bedford and Rocky Mount. State Farm Agent Paul Minchner will assess your situation so you know how much your family needs in case the unfortunate happens because life doesn't give you a two-minute warning. A buck 52 to go here in the second quarter. 20 to 7. Brookville with the lead. Do they grow it? Yes. McDaniel right goes side, on the right side. And he's in easily for the Brookville touchdown. And right now, Coach, Brookville builds on that lead. It's 26 to 7 with the extra point pinning. And you feel like for Brookville, they just had a slightly cleaner game than JF. And you combine their slight edge and talent and experience, and it's been enough to give them this advantage. Yeah, their their ability for the most part to be able to run the ball can control the line of scrimmage, which really they have done. They've hurt themselves through penalties and other things like that. They did have the one turnover, but yeah, defensively, our defensive left side has not been able to stop the run. They're running everything to the right side for their big gains. Brookville going for two to make it an even 21. McDaniel turns the corner right side. He dives for the pylon, and he's McDaniel got it. Right Two-point conversion good for Brookville. So it's 28-7. to seven. Brookville on top of Jefferson Forest. 145 left in the first half as they found the impact church in zone. How do JF respond? We'll find out after this on the Virginia's Talk Station app and 100.9 FM. It's Kennedy here, and I'm here to introduce you to the fastest-growing church in Forest, Virginia, Impact Church. If you want to find out how to be on the winning team for eternity, Impact Church is a place for you. Here is more now from Pastor Brad. Hello, everybody. This is Pastor Brad from Impact Church in Forest, and I want to extend a special invitation to you and your family to join us each Sunday at 10 a.m. at our new location in the Jefferson Forest High School Auditorium. We are a church that stands on and preaches all of God's Word unashamedly because we believe and know that God changes lives through His Word. 
Impact has a heart for evangelism, a mission to make disciples who follow Christ, and we are active in our community. The Spirit of the Lord is moving. God is doing an amazing work through Impact Church, and we would love for you and your family and friends to come be a part of it as we make an impact for Christ. We look forward to meeting you this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Jefferson Forest High School. You're listening to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football on 100.9 WIUO. Devin Parks fields the short kick for Jefferson Forest at around the 34, and he gets up past the 50-yard line and inside Brookville territory down to the 48. And that's where Jefferson Forest will begin their drive. They need points. And they only have one timeout left, trailing 28 to 7 to Brookville. And it's a three touchdown game. And maybe the margin gets wider, maybe it gets shorter. JF has had their chances. Brookville's had a little more, but JF has not been outclassed as much as they have made mistakes that have inhibited their ability to keep this game even closer or possibly be in the lead. Brookville's been a little more in control of themselves. Bell, shotgun snap, speaking of mistakes, has to pick up a fumbled snap. And he is wrapped up in the backfield. And what could have been a great play instead is a lost yardage spot. And Brookville benefits once again from a JF miscue. It'll be second down and about 16. Well, I tell you, we've uncharacteristically seen Josiah Bell not look as like he has in the first couple games that we saw. He He looked good in the pocket. We didn't see him having any ball handling issues. And tonight, uh, he's been all over the place, and, and again, I don't know how much of that has to do with just the pressure of this being a big game, but but he, he can do so much more now. He's got to step up on this pressure from the Bees. One receiver to each side. Clock works under a minute. Bell, shotgun snap, rush is coming. Floats it down the left side. Once Jackson, bobble, battle for the ball. Is it intercepted? It is. Picked off in the 19-yard line of Brookville. It's basically a long punt, but what's crushing for JF, of course, is the amount of time. And it looks like Colton Childers is down on the far side of the field. So Childers, the intended receiver. Stephen Preston, the the interception. The man who is obviously in great defensive position. And Brookville... Gets the ball back off of another JF turnover as there are, what, five of those now here in the first half of play. Five Jefferson Forest Cavalier turnovers is our man, Ty Tracy, giving us the thumbs up on that. Thumbs down for JF, including an injury. We'll assess when we come back. Brookville leads 28-7, 48 seconds left, second quarter. Start by checking Lynchburg Regional Airport. With our great round-trip airfares to many popular destinations, flying from Lynchburg is easy and affordable. Offering daily departures on American Airlines to Charlotte with 170 nonstop destinations worldwide. To check fares and book tickets, visit flylyh.com today and book now. Prices are subject to change without notice and certain restrictions apply. Advanced purchase is required and availability is limited. Your close and convenient connection. Check Lynchburg first. You're listening to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football on 100.9 WIQO. A weird field of this game in the sense that Brookville looked like they were going to just run roughshod over Jefferson Forest. And the Cavaliers gave up a couple of quick scores to fall down 14-7, but they didn't back down. Jefferson Forest actually forcing a turnover. They got a quick touchdown, made it 14-7, and they've had a couple of other trips inside Brookville territory and even inside the Brookville red zone that have not resulted in points. But they've made way too many mistakes in the first half. Brookville has made some. It's not been their most clean game either. But JF's made more, and that's allowed Brookville to have this 28-7 advantage as Jordan Whitelaw goes around the right side, stays in bounds, clock under 40 seconds to go, and it appears as though Brookville is going to try to work the final ticks off this first half clock and get into the halftime break. Well, they are they're trying to get some um, some quick huddles going or quick lining up, quick snap right here. So I know Coach Meeks is going to try to be aggressive here with his last few seconds. 20 to be exact and now counting down from that. McDaniel out of the shotgun, wants a deep shot down the right sideline, seems to have a man open, and it is incomplete. Alex Marsteller locked step with David Schmidt. And now there are eight seconds remaining here in the first half. As great as Brookville is in so many areas, 
The one thing they don't seem to have is that explosive receiving threat. Their explosive players are Byer and particularly Jordan Whitelaw, the running back. But they are above average athleticism in almost every position. They are huge on the O-line. And it's not been their most clean game, but it's been more clean than other spots. And now with six seconds to go before halftime, it appears this will be the final play before the break. Yeah, we'll see what uh, what Coach Meek dials up here, if he wants to take one more long shot down the field or just hand it off. It'll be a QB keeper, McDaniel, off the right side, follows blockers up past the 30. JF's content with that because that brings us to the halftime break. 28-7, to 7, Jefferson Forest trails Brookville in the big rivalry game that's now at halftime. When we return, Trey Lyle will bring you updated updates on what happened in the first half. We'll have some first half stats for you. Trey will get you caught up on scores in both college and high school football and even keys to the second half on the way as well. All of that still to come. This is Jefferson Forest Cavalier football on the Virginia's talk station app. WIQRadio.com and ask your smart speaker stream Virginia's stream WIQA radio Brookville leads JF 28 to 7 at the break. Got a crack problem? You know the symptoms. Poor reaction time. Can't see straight. Endless financial mess. Apple Auto Glass knows cracks in your windshield lead to serious problems for you and everyone on the roads. So bring your car to Apple Auto Glass as soon as you see the crack. Apple Auto Glass is still locally owned on Allegheny Avenue in Lynchburg, so you'll speak with Harold, not Mystery Man from an 800 number. They'll handle insurance claims too. Apple Auto Glass, your local shop ensuring fast solutions to your windshield crack problems. Leaks on the offensive line in the defensive secondary or with special teams coverage create problems in football. Clyde Smith Plumbing and Heating knows leaks at your home or business create problems too, like building and belonging damage and lost productivity. That's why you should call Clyde Smith Plumbing and Heating at 525-3313 when a leak is threatening your home or business. Clyde Smith Plumbing and Heating at 525-3313, proudly supporting JF athletes, coaches, and all activity participants. You already know that State Farm agent Paul Minchner offers great service. But what you probably didn't know is that State Farm also has surprisingly great rates on auto insurance. In fact, new customers call them jaw-dropping. And the surprise isn't reserved for just some. State Farm agent Paul Minchner has surprisingly great rates for everyone in Bedford. Give Paul Minchner a call at 540-707-4800 for your surprisingly great rates today. Just be sitting down when you do. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. As a privately owned nonprofit organization, the Forest Youth Athletic Association thrives off volunteers. Volunteering with the FYAA ensures children throughout the Forest community have a local place to participate in sports like wiffle ball, t-ball, baseball, softball, lacrosse, soccer, football, flag football, basketball, and cheer. FYAA depends on volunteers and needs your support, whether that's volunteering your time, money, resources, or a combination of your gifts. Visit forestyouth.org to learn more about how you can support FYAA. Coach Kennedy here, and I'm here to introduce you to the fastest growing church in Forest, Virginia, Impact Church. If you want to find out how to be on the winning team for eternity, Impact Church is a place for you. Here is more now from Pastor Brad. Hello, everybody. This is Pastor Brad from Impact Church in Forest, and I want to extend a special invitation to you and your family to join us each Sunday at 10 a.m. at our new location in the Jefferson Forest High School Auditorium. We are a church that stands on and preaches all of God's word unashamedly because we believe and know that God changes lives through his word. Impact has a heart for evangelism, a mission to make disciples who follow Christ, and we are active in our community. The spirit of the Lord is moving. God is doing an amazing work through Impact Church, and we would love for you and your family and friends to come be a part of it as we make an impact for Christ. We look forward to meeting you this Sunday at 10 a.m., at Jefferson Forest High School. <laughs> 